Welcome to the Renewed by Truth podcast. Do you struggle with feelings of unworthiness, self-doubt, or just feeling like you are not enough? Do you want to make more of an impact for God's kingdom, but have beliefs that hold you back? Trust me, I have been there. If you are plugging in here today, this is not another self-help podcast, but one steeped in biblical truth. I will help you overcome limiting beliefs, find your true identity in Christ, and live out your God-given purpose. My name is Candy Creech, and this is the Renewed by Truth podcast. Let's get started. Welcome back, friends. I'm so excited that you're joining me again this week. We're going to be talking about setting goals for the new year. Now, if you are not a goal setter, don't turn this off yet because this is not your normal New Year's resolutions. Over the years, I've read so much about setting goals, and as I set goals for each new year, I have learned a lot about what works and what doesn't. So today, I hope to share with you not only practical tips to help you grow in 2022, but I'm also sharing spiritual tips on goal setting. So one thing I want to ask you is, do you choose a word of the year? I don't know how long ago this began, but I think I started choosing a word of the year about six years ago. It was always fun to reflect on that word at the end of the year to see what I had learned. Now, if you don't do this but would like to, or maybe you're just wondering, why would I want to choose a word of the year? What does that mean? Let me share what I've learned. What our mind focuses on, we tend to see opportunities in that area. Now, this isn't a weird woo-woo thing, but it is a brain thing. It's the way God designed us. I can prove it to you easily from Scripture. During the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 6.33, Jesus said, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Do you know what he was talking about right before this? He was talking about not worrying about what we eat or we drink or what we're going to wear. So it's so fitting that after he talks about not worrying, he goes into just seek me first and all these things will be added. He knew that if we would just focus on God, we would be good. In Philippians 4, 8, it says, finally, whatever's true and right and noble and pure and lovely and admirable and excellent and praiseworthy Think about such things. God knew that what we focused our mind on is important. So read your Bible and pray for the Holy Spirit to give you a word to focus on for the year. So I want to share my experience with you in this. So my word last year was abundance. I wondered what God was going to teach me. And I could not name every little thing that happened throughout the year, but here are some things that I learned that happened in abundance this year, things that he taught me. So first of all, God sent me people in abundance this year, people to inspire me, pour into me, speak life to me, encourage me, and mentor me. Did you know that some of these came from Facebook and even TikTok? I want to share something with you. It's just crazy how God can use anything that he wants to. But my mentor and coach that helped me start this podcast, I first found her on TikTok at the beginning of the year. I saw her teach something about the Bible. 
And guess what? She wasn't dancing. She wasn't half naked. She wasn't speaking curse words. She was sharing God. So I clicked over and I started watching her more and more. And then I looked at her bio. I found her on Instagram. I listened to her podcast. And after a few months, I sent her a private message. I truly believe me finding her was a divine appointment. I had been praying for God to send me a person, a mentor, someone who understood the place I was in at the moment. I'd actually prayed for four years for God to send me a person. But the time was finally right. I actually get a little emotional when I think about it. God is so faithful to us, and only He knows the right time. He had to remove something else from my life to make room for this. And God sent me so many more people who inspire me daily. So He sent me people in abundance. Another thing He did is I got to spend some amazing time with my family this year. We went on numerous vacations together, and we just got to spend a lot of time in each other's presence. I also had a time of rest and renewal in my life, something that I'd actually never experienced before. And I'm sure some of you can relate to this. I graduated high school. I went to college. I got married. I started working full time. I had babies. I worked at the church. I homeschooled them. I raised my kids while doing another million things. So this was just the first time in my life I had been able to take a breath. I also studied my Bible a lot this year, and I've broken free from limiting beliefs that have been holding me in bondage far too long. Those chains of needing validation from others, feeling like I could never be free to just be me because no one would like the real me, free from feeling like I had to prove something to someone else. I was just becoming abundantly free. I had a friend speak to me about abundance, which made me realize as I was washing dishes, cooking meals, cleaning my home, paying bills, I had an abundance. I needed to be thankful instead of complaining. She did not even realize that her speaking truth into my life changed my attitude. This year, my business grew, and we had our best year ever, not even because I did things differently in my business, but because I focused on what God wanted me to do. My health has been great this year, and I'm so thankful for finally finding the balance in my life of good health and what that looks like for me. And I started my podcast this year, which has been such a God thing, and it takes relying on Him weekly to provide what I share here. So those are just a few things that I experienced in abundance. I also choose a verse to go along with my word every year, and I'll do the same thing for 2022. But my verse last year was Ephesians 3.20. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think according to the power at work within us. I love that verse. So I encourage you to think about your word this year, pray about it, and we're going to talk more about that in a minute. But before we get to those goal-setting tips, I want you to know that God is only a God of abundance. Everything comes from Him. This is some of the spiritual part I learned about abundance. I want us to think about how God provided an abundance of bread in the Bible, and He provided it supernaturally. 
So when the Israelites were in the desert, he rained manna down from heaven in abundance. He told them, get what you need for the day. I'll give you more tomorrow. They did nothing to harvest it, to grind it, to knead it, to bake it. He just provided. And in 1 Kings 17, God sent Elijah to a widow to supply him with food. But when he got there, the widow said, I don't have any bread. I have a handful of flour, a little oil, enough to make bread for me and my son as our last meal. We're going to eat it and then we're going to die. And Elijah said, make it for me. Make some for me. You'll have enough. Make some for you and your son. And then he said, and God will fill your jar of flour and fill your jug of oil up every day until the drought has ended in this land. And God supernaturally refilled her flour and oil and supplied every day for bread. And then in John 6, Jesus feeds the 5,000, 5,000 plus actually, with a little boy's lunch with five small barley loaves. So here's the deal. God doesn't do scarcity. He only does abundance. Now, I want to be sensitive to you and say, I know that what you may be going through in life right now, you may feel like God has forgotten about you, but I promise you he has not. Everything is in his time. Look for abundance and you will find it. When I'm talking about abundance, I just want to say that I'm never talking about money. Money will never satisfy. Yes, we need it to live. But if you will reach for an abundant relationship with God, then he will do supernatural things in your life. Did you know that after Jesus feeds the 5,000, he says, I am the bread of life. So let's think about that. If the bread provided was supernatural, the Israelites, Elijah, or the 5,000, they didn't work for it. They didn't have to prove themselves worthy to get it. God just gave it. Then he gave us Jesus as the bread of our entire life. We just have to believe it and accept it. So let's look at the word life for a moment. When I used to read this, I was like, yeah, I get it. I believe in Jesus. I go to heaven. I have eternal life. But in the Greek, there are two words for life. One is just life as in physical life. You're alive. You're not dead. But the other one is referring to the principle of life in the spirit and soul, expressing all the highest and best which Christ is and which he gives to his saints. So when Jesus says in John 6:48, I am the bread of life, we're not talking about just a meaningless existence, going through the motions, whatever happens, happens. He's talking about life, living life to the fullest, and he is giving you the best to do it. It is supernatural. It is amazing. It is abundant. It is not a life of scarcity, of fear, or of mediocrity. So I'm saying this, set goals and live every day of your amazing life with intention because I believe that God calls us to this. So now that you know you can have an abundant life, here are a few tips that I've learned over the years on setting godly goals. Number one, seek God and his righteousness first. That's what it says in Matthew 6, Pray, read the Bible, it may even be a good idea to block out the world this week. It would not even hurt to get off Facebook for a couple of days. No TV. And just spend time in prayer and the Word 
and asking God what he wants to accomplish for his kingdom through you this year. Number two, without vision, the people perish. It says in Proverbs twenty nine eighteen, where there's no vision, the people perish. I believe we're the people. We will perish and not live a whole life here if we do not set goals. We'll live as though we're already dead. So you want to set goals for the future. Number three, think about time. Your time here is limited. And if we're spending our time doing things that just doesn't matter, we're wasting what God gave us. But when we set goals and plan out our lives, we're honoring the time God gave us. Matthew 9, 37 says, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Value the time that God gave you. Number four, as you set your goals, remember to pray about them daily. It says in Proverbs 16, 9, A man's heart plans his course, but the Lord determines his steps. So yes, set your goals. But remember, God is in control and submit every day to him. Number five, don't let your past dictate your future. Your brain is wired to help you avoid pain. So if you have tried something before and failed, when you think about trying it again, your brain remembers the pain and says, oh, no, that can hurt you. Don't do that. You know, this happens because it teaches us not to jump off a cliff, run into traffic or get into a fist fight with a bear. But we remember pain from past experiences before we think about it rationally. So don't let what you did not achieve in the past tell you to play it safe in the future. Even if you don't achieve it, you will have improved. And number six, change begins with you. If you want your life to change in 2022, no one else can change it but you. Remember, you can have faith that God is going to give to you abundantly, but faith without action is dead. So you must take action. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God did not give us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and self-discipline. Change begins with you. You have the power. God loves you. So love yourself, even if someone hasn't before, and then have the self-discipline to make changes in your life. And number seven, last but not least, find your friend, your partner, your comrade. I thought about saying accountability partner, but you really have to hold yourself accountable first. But when you have a partner that you can chat with, bounce ideas off with, share your dreams, share your goals, it helps. Ecclesiastes 4, 9, and 10 says two are better than one because they have a good return on their labor. And if either of them falls down, the other one can help them up. God built us for relationships. Pray for him to send you a person. So I hope that you will set goals for 2022 and choose a word of the year. I would love it if you would send me a direct message and share them with me. So on Facebook and Instagram this week, I'll be going live each day and talking about goal setting for the new year if you want to plug in. I'm so excited about all the goodness for 2022, and I hope to see you back here next year. Before you go, I would love to hear from you. Hop over to my Instagram and send me a direct message. I respond to all of them personally, and I would love to meet you. If you have felt blessed by today, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review. 
Take a screenshot of your review or this podcast episode, share to your story and tag me, and I'll give you a shout out. Together, we can help women renew their mind with biblical truth. I drop a new episode every Monday morning, so see you next week.